everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, I am actually joined by one of our Watermark students, Mason Boyle. Hey, what's up? Mason, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, You are actually the first student we've had on the podcast, but we're going to start bringing y'all on every once in a while on Wednesdays because tonight, student small groups are meeting for Shoreline, which is our high school ministry in Wake Middle School. And Mason, we just met today, and I would love to hear uh, how long you've been at Watermark, where you serve, and uh, why you're grateful for your community. Yeah, um, I've been attending Watermark ever since I was five. I've always been here. Um, but and God, how old are you now? Oh, 17. About 17. 18. Okay, almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost there. So close. But yeah, I've gone through On Your Mark, Crossroads, Wake, and now Shoreline, and I'm currently serving on the Shoreline Welcome Team. Um, I've been doing that all four years of high school pretty much, and it's been a big blessing. So fun. And your small group, community group, what's that look like? It's great. I've been involved in a small group since sixth grade. I have four wonderful leaders. Um, Shout out. Yeah, shout out. I'm sure they're listening. They're so proud. (laughs) I hope. I've been in a community group for the last two years, and it's been great. We meet Sunday nights. Love that. So fun. So small groups are meeting tonight. So for everybody listening, if y'all are listening to this podcast on a Wednesday, pray for the hundreds of students that are meeting all over the city tonight to talk about 1 Corinthians 9. And Mason, I know you've got three observations, and I'd love to hear what's the first one. Yeah, the first one is Paul's rights as an apostle. As an apostle, Paul is given just certain rights, um, but he doesn't accept them so as not to hinder the gospel of Christ. It talks about that kind of in the first couple verses. Um, The Lord has said that because he's an apostle, he could receive things like money or food um, from the church, but... Paul doesn't do this. He does this, like, for free um, in order to share the gospel. And so kind of an application to go along with that observation that I made is, unlike Paul, we don't get anything physical for sharing the gospel. Um, Specifically for me as a high school student, when I share the gospel, I'm not awarded with food or money or any of those things like Paul. Instead, I'm often talked down upon and even made fun of at my school. Mm. But I've learned through— this chapter and just in my own life that sharing the gospel is rewarding in and of itself for those who are fully devoted themselves to Christ and preaching the good news, the prize for us, like in the end of the race, which Paul talks about later in 1 Corinthians 9 is just eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. And so I thought that was just a really cool thing kind of starting off 1 Corinthians 9. Yeah, that's so strong. Do you ever get discouraged when you get made fun of for sharing your faith? All the time. It's definitely discouraging. Yeah. So what is it? What does that look like? How do you combat that discouragement? Honestly, first, just acknowledging like, hey, in the Bible, there are so many like countless stories of people being made fun of. I mean, even Christ on the cross, yeah. he was made fun of and taunted. And that's like promised to us as we become devoted followers of Christ. So acknowledging that and then kind of accepting that like those people who are typically making fun of me don't know Jesus or don't know the love of Christ like I do. And kind of viewing it through that lens makes it feel not personal, but almost like encouraging that one, I'm not alone, but also in doing this like with intent and have like a purpose for being made fun of. Yeah. Like you see almost the fact that they're making fun of you evidences how much they need to hear the truth you're proclaiming. Mm-hmm. So strong. All right. What's number two? Number two is Paul's use of his freedom. Kind of verse 19 through 23 really talks about how 
even though Paul is a free believer or is free as a believer of Christ, he has made himself a slave to everyone around him. And he does this really to meet people where they are and make himself more approachable. It talks about how he does everything for the sake of the gospel. And he does this so he can share the many blessings that he's like received from it. Um, and so kind of a little application to go with that. Or another observation is in our world today, I believe we have a very me first approach. Um, We like to take a stand against things and people instead of meeting them where they are and how they are. Um, We usually just kind of focus on ourselves first, I've noticed, in our culture and society. But Paul was willing to do things that he wouldn't typically do in order to show respect to others, as long as those things didn't require him to sin or go against God. And so this allowed Paul to be more approachable and share the gospel with others. It talks about how he, like— ate with different people or like spoke to different people um, that he normally wouldn't do, but as to seem more approachable and get to then share the good news that he's like received. Yeah, that's strong. You're a senior, mm-hmm. so you've taken the SATs, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of that. Lots of that, lots of studying. When I was studying for the SATs, there was one, voc- do they still do a vocab section in the SAT? I think so. You think so? Okay. There was one word that was called or is altruism. Did you have to learn that word? I did not. Yeah, I had never heard of that word till I was in an SAT study class. But it means just that. It's selflessness. It's putting the needs of others before your own needs. And I think as you're describing how Paul interacted with people and our culture today, I was like, man, that SAT word, altruism, <laughs> like that is that is Paul. And so I love how you you highlighted how much our culture is self-centered, but that's the gospel isn't isn't self-centered. So strong. Thank you. What's number three? Okay, number three. Um, number three is the need for self-discipline. Um, verse twenty-four kind of starts off with Paul using the example of a race. Um, he says that only one person gets the prize in a race and encourages us to run in a way as to get that prize. And then verse twenty-five kind of he continues to talk about it and saying. Everyone competing in a race goes through training. Uh, The difference, though, between us training as believers and just ordinary people is that they're training for a temporary crown, per se, and we're training for an eternal one. Um, And so then verse 26 says, like, therefore, I do not run like someone aimlessly, meaning like Paul is intentional with his run and he does everything with one goal in mind, sharing the gospel. And so a big takeaway that I got from that is like, just like Paul, we have to be intentional in training towards our goal. If our goal is sharing the gospel, just like Christ has called us to, we need to be actively preparing ourselves for those moments. For me personally, looking at this, this could be accomplished through spending time in God's word, scripture memory, and just seeking others out in order to help train for that race that we're enduring. That we're enduring. So has there been a time, Mason, in your life where you've kind of lagged in your training and maybe fallen behind in in getting in God's Word and somebody's come alongside you and helped you course correct? Yeah, I would say my freshman year, this was really evident, just as I was entering high school and wanted to fit in, just kind of pursuing the Lord, but doing so in private. And I was plugged into a small group and um, was looking to pursue even a deeper community and start up a community group. And those people just reached out to me and encouraged me. And I ended up going through Regeneration for Students. Yeah. Um, and learned a lot of really helpful tools and resources that made me 
love God more and want to pursue Him more actively. And after learning that, I then and now have wanted to share that good news with others more often. And so that's when, that's all that course correcting. Yeah, (laughs) Mason, I'm I'm encouraged by that because I think sometimes we can get in a rut and think, oh, I've just, I've fallen off the tracks. I'm, I'm doomed. But it's encouraging to hear you as a senior in high school say, yeah, my freshman year, I, I wasn't walking as well with Jesus as I could be. And I think a lot of kids or students, uh, but even adults too, will find themselves in that spot and continue to drift. And I'm so encouraged to see how you said, hey, I, this is an issue and I've got to get back on track. And that's such such great news because as we've been studying First Corinthians, we've seen that in the midst of correction, God's grace always makes a way for redemption. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.